Have you ever heard the phrase, little white lies? The phrase refers to lies that are told about small or often unimportant matters to avoid hurting a person. White lies are a man-made concept, you know, and they sound something like this. A friend comes out of a fitting room in an outfit that's way too small for her, and she says, does this fit all right? You say yes, even though your mind is screaming, no, it's way too small. Or maybe you've been to dinner at someone's home and they served you something and you really didn't like it, but you didn't want to hurt their feelings, so you said, oh, this is really good. That earned you a second helping. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Or maybe you've had one of those clashes with someone and it didn't get quite resolved right, and the other person asked you, is everything okay between us now? Your mouth said, yeah, we're all good. But your mind said, not even close. You're trying to avoid confrontation and conflict, but you're not telling the truth. Lying is a tough habit, but it's a breakable one. Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker known for sharing biblical insights that are practical and inspiring. Now back to today's valuable study. When we do something wrong repeatedly, we stop seeing it as wrong. Lying is like overeating. It's so easy, it becomes an undesirable habit. Like any sin, the more we practice it, the less it bothers our consciences. We don't want to get to the point where lying is a way of life for us. So let's consider three ways we can begin to break this ugly habit. First, we need to stop lying to others. I remember years ago I was moving the sofa in the living room and I was rearranging the room. There was a narrow space between the wall and the sofa that just barely allowed room for a toddler, as I found out the hard way when I pulled the sofa away from the wall. There were initials written on the light gray wall. Isn't it interesting toddlers rarely choose a coordinating color when they're grabbing their crayons to do their wall art? Go bright or go home. (laughs) Oh, I called the child who matched the initials and said, did you draw on the wall? And with the most innocent looking expression, the child who shall remain nameless replied, no, mommy. And as we both stood there looking at the initials, (laughs) (laughs) of this child's name, I was thinking, well, at least this child has excellent penmanship. (laughs) Lying is not funny, but the moments with toddlers are challenging when you're trying to keep a straight face. Finally, I asked again, and the artist confessed, and we had to have a lesson about lying. Now, here's our problem as adults. No one's going to sit us down and have a lesson about lying We're just going to get away with it, and we'll allow ourselves to continue to get away with behaviors that we would disallow in toddlers or young children. Colossians 3, 9 through 10 says this, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. People often know when we're lying. And it marks us as unreliable people lacking godly character. Clinging to the bad old ways of the bad old days is a mistake. 
Colossians 3 reminds us that lying is a habit of the old man, which was all of us before we were born again. The longer we cling to bad habits, the more ingrained they become. Lying to people is a choice, not an accident. We may be thinking that the truth will hurt or that maybe we're trying to cover our tracks, or we may even be trying to avoid consequences. In any case, lying is the behavior of our old sinful selves, and if we keep it up, we'll eventually get caught in one of those lies. The Strong's Concordance defines lying as an attempt to deceive by falsehood. Lying also comes with the fear of getting caught. The cost of deception is higher than the consequence of the truth. Telling the truth is best. A second way to break this habit is to stop lying to ourselves. The easiest person to deceive is the self. To lie to ourselves, we have to cross a line where we're no longer obedient to the Word of God in all areas. We've decided to treat it like a buffet where we can pick and choose which verses we'll follow. Lying means that we've ceased to be doers of the Word and have become hearers only. This is exactly what we read in James 1.22. But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We tend to get into trouble when we're either measuring ourselves against ourselves or when we're trying to judge how well we're doing spiritually. Now, this comparison trap sounds often like this. At least I'm not doing what they're doing. Or how about this one? I'm not as bad as so-and-so. The Apostle Paul had to correct this deceitful thinking when he wrote to the church at Corinth. You're probably familiar with 2 Corinthians 10.12, which says this, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. When we're trying to measure ourselves using our own flexible evaluations, that's how we come to faulty conclusions such as, I'm not so bad, when the real question is, are we biblical? Do our Christian lives say, follow me as I follow God? Or do our lives say, don't look at me because I like to do my own thing? Whether we want to be it or not, we're advertisements for Christian living. We're either doers of the word or we're not. And if we're not, that's a great way to grow cold about biblical living. And it often leads to this spirit of irritated indifference. You know, it doesn't make sense, but when we're not applying the Bible to our own lives, we tend to become resentful of those who do. When we're really honest with ourselves and with God, the deception stops. And finally, number three, we can ask God to remove this destructive habit. Psalm 119 verse 29 is a prayer request that gets to the heart of the matter. It says this, Remove from me the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. We can expect spiritual surgery when we make a prayer request like this. Asking for something to be removed is the same as asking for it to be taken away. We're asking God to cut this out of us. Deceit is so natural for us, we need God to help us get over this habit. We may be able to control lying once in a while, but God can actually remove this habit. We don't want our control. It's flimsy. We want God's removal. 
Without his help, we'll stay stuck in this habit and eventually it will cost us way more than we want to pay. Lying is such a sneaky habit. We can actually get to a point in our lives where we're comfortable being deceptive, which is a sign of a spiritual gap somewhere. To recover from this damaging practice, we need to starve the habit and feed the soul. As God removes the way of lying from us, he replaces it with a deep desire to live honestly and openly. Psalm 51 verse 6 is a great closing verse, reminding us of the importance of telling the truth. Behold, thou desirest the truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.